Now that it's not his responsibility, John Boehner lets us know what he thinks about the current administration, and it ain't exactly good news. Meanwhile, we go to Russia, where the ambassador was a little surprised that the Trump administration wanted to set up a back channel to talk before the president was actually put into office. And on this Memorial Day, we talk about Rolling Thunder, the 30-year mission of bikers to make sure that these people are not forgotten, these people being people who fought and died for this nation. This and more coming up for the wrap-up for the weekend, three days in today's Daily Wrap-Up Podcast, and we're doing it on today. It is the 29th of May, Memorial Day, 2017. Welcome to the Daily Recap Podcast from ThisIsTheConversation.com, the home for the best conversations on the best topics, pretty much any topic that's trending or just really curious we have across the world. I'm Jay Kuzman-Payne, your host for the podcast and moderator at the website. Thank you so much for being a part of all the things we have going on in our social media and the website as well. A lot to get around to. We were pretty busy for this weekend, despite it being a holiday weekend. And so since the news will be relatively slow for this day, we expect we'll be making up for today's talk, which we'll talk about tomorrow, with a lot of things we had in the news for the weekend, starting from last Friday the 26th all the way to the first message from this morning on the 29th. Happy Memorial Day. It's always weird saying that, of course. This is a day that we celebrate those in memoriam, those who died for this nation, being the United States, uh, as opposed to Veterans Day, which is confused, where we celebrate those who just have served. Not that serving is not a big thing, but those who pay the ultimate sacrifice, we gave some time and effort today to thank those who paved the way for our freedoms in the United States. Even if some of us in the States take the freedoms for granted, and others of us uh, are willing to th- toss them away for lesser things. But that's me politicizing things. Let's go straight to the list of conversations we had for topics over the weekend to this morning. That was starting on Friday the 26th to this morning, Memorial Day the 29th, on conversations. We had them on social media, Twitter, TH underscore conversation, Facebook, this is a conversation, and our website, this is a conversation.com. By the way, stop by the website and visit two great links we have. One is a link to join the conversation survey panel. We have a panel that does surveys, and you can be a part of it. We actually have surveys that help us shape the course of the conversation, the conversations themselves we talk about, and get you paid with actual people who are paying us money to get you in the conversation, to get your opinions. Sign up for that. It's pretty simple. There's a form. You just fill it out, and your demos are there. If you just want to get information by email, you can do the same thing in the same link at thisistheconversation.com. Also, check out our sponsors page and help us keep things going along here. We also keep the doors open, the lights on, and things going, some people fed, by taking on some sponsors and sponsorships. They help us pay the bills. They can use some love as well. We always pick very good sponsors that can help take care of you. Uh, check them out at thisisconversation.com slash sponsors. Now, let's go on the list, pretty big list. Let's get started. Starting off with the, uh, uh, I guess, the first message from last Friday was Greg Giaforte, the Republican uh, now representative of the House from Montana who won that election, even though about eight hours before he body slammed a reporter and was just basically really, really ugly. We've talked a bunch about that on Friday, but the fact of the matter is this guy is now facing um, another election in 12 months, assuming he wants to keep this job because it was a special election to fill a spot because uh, the president pulled the, the current, current guy in that spot to do some other job in the cabinet. Now, we also have Chip Kelly. You may remember him from the coaching ranks of college football and NFL football. 
currently without a job up until Friday, he signed a deal with ESPN to be a college football studio analyst, which sort of is a big deal after ESPN fired all the studio people they did a few months ago, and now they're making some pretty big hires, or seem like making some pretty big hires, to at least bring the luster back in with all the names they've lost over time. John Boehner, former Speaker of the House, that other orange guy, if you will, or really tan guy. He's not orange like the president. He's really actually tan. Uh, speaking out against the Trump presidency, but also saying that, you know, it's not really his job to deal with it because he's retired. He gets to go fishing every day. But he called it, quote, a complete disaster. And that's a quote that's been going all over the weekend until other things got in the way. Uh, John Boehner saying the way the president is running his White House, or more specifically the way the White House is sort of running itself because the president appoints people to take care of things. Obviously, it's not going so well. It's just the whole process is the problem. Donald Trump isn't necessarily the whole problem, but the processes that Donald Trump people are running, including the president himself in allowing it to happen or maybe forcing it to happen, is the problem that makes it not work so well. A story, another sad story, a bank foreclosure on an extreme makeover homeowner. Uh, this is a national story from a homeowner from a couple years ago who who was basically weeks from losing their house after the death of, of the patriarch, the father of the family, had a lot of people come in from extreme makeover, home addition, fixed the house up, and because of that, the price of the house or the, the value of the house tripled, which means the taxes tripled, the money was was rough, and after about eight years after having this house rebuilt, the house officially foreclosed on and the, and the family moving out of the house officially now. That's a very sad story. Some of the things you have to worry about when you put out for these big promotions and big-time TV things, uh, when someone comes in and gives you a gift, you have to pay the taxes on it. You have to pay the, the upkeep on it. And sometimes these people that win big lottery winnings or big cars and stuff like that have to end up literally selling the thing they won just to pay the taxes off that they're stuck on the line for. Hillary Clinton takes President Trump to task over hate, and he does, she does it pretty publicly in a graduation speech at Wesley. Uh, that is her alma mater. She uh, spoke there a few years ago before she was in the big presidential mode, and now that she's out of presidential mode and people are trying to get her off the way of you know trying to run in 2020, uh, she's speaking out pretty heavy against Donald Trump, essentially saying the hate that he's spewing is unnecessary, it's wrong, and it's kind of stupid. And in fact, pulling out some really um, some of the gaffes that President Trump and his administration have done so far in their 120 so days in office. Uh, of course, she gets a chance to do that as the loser of the race. Uh, but we'll see what happens if she actually decides to put her nose or foot or whatever you want to put into uh, the next presidential race as an actual candidate or a contributor to someone else's campaign. The Russian ambassador that was being um, spied on from all practical persons by the United States because they monitor those those phone conversations, said in a conversation back to Russia, this Mr. Kushner said, that he was surprised that they were approached by the White House to open up a secret communication channel, what's called a back channel with the Kremlin. Now, this is something that happens more frequently than, than we know about, but they're set up for private conversations between big entities in in with entities that have issue with each other so they can talk outside of the press outside of some of the uh, ambassadors outside of some of the the hangers on and get direct conversation to make sure that what is being said is clear 
Uh, a big distinction was JFK had a back channel with the Kremlin back during the Cuban Missile Crisis, even though they were fighting publicly about the missiles being in Cuba. They were making sure on the back end somebody was talking to someone else to make sure no one was pressing any buttons prematurely. This was uh, made very odd because the reason why this is an issue is because Jared Kushner, the now focus of a probe by the in the Russian thing, the FBI basically targeting Jared Kushner because of this thing here. Jared Kushner essentially reached out to the Russians to ask about setting up communications in the or in the Russian embassy to talk directly to uh, President Putin or whoever in Russia before President Trump became President Trump. Well, for the inauguration, something that wasn't actually necessary, especially since once the inauguration was over, Trump can talk to Putin basically anytime he wanted to. We'll see how this thing rolls out. A federal judge tossed out the life-term sentence for D.C. sniper Lee Boyd Malvo. Malvo is the accomplice, the young man uh, who was uh, in the vicinity, essentially doing part of the sniping from eight years ago. Uh, Lee Boyd Malvo got in a life sentence for the uh, D.C. snipers for where over a couple of weeks, uh, two men, uh, Valvo and, and his um and his mentor, uh, spent times on hills in D.C. area, basically just shooting random people or seemingly random people. Malvo now gets another shot at a sentence to get out. He's now reached 21 years old, so he's reached um, the age of maturity. Uh, so they'll see whether he'll be rehabilitated or whether he gets parole. What goes from here? But his life sentence he received as a child, essentially, now turned now turned over into now tossed out, and we'll see where he goes from here. We had a couple of um, deaths over the weekend, a couple of losses. Starting off on Friday with the announcement of uh, Zygmig uh, Brzezinski, uh, the National Security Advisor under Jimmy Carter, of course, is kind of famous now for being Mika Brzezinski's father, and um, on on for Morning Joe. Not that that's her. Big, that's not that's his big main claim to fame. It's really being the whole doing the thing back when Carter was in office. He uh, was a big figure in politics, even now, a person that people reached out to to get perspective on things going on, even with the Trump administration going on. And he passed away on Friday, or maybe Thursday. The word came out on Friday at the age of 89 when he passed. Now, this story got weirder and weirder as we got more details on it. In Portland, a man who was cursing and hurling racial slurs on a train uh, killed two people and injured another one in a stabbing. It ba- basically... A man on a train in Portland was hurling curses and racial slurs at a couple of women, one of them wearing a hijabi because he assumed they were Muslim. Some people stood up to try to defuse the situation, and they got stabbed in the process, one of them being a military veteran, another one a young student. Uh, the other person, as far as I know, still dealing with the injury, still in crucial um, critical condition uh, would would. Uh, damage to his carotid artery within the stabbing. Uh, it's a weird situation that just got more and more odd. We'll learn more details over it over the weekend. So hopefully uh, we'll get some resolution on this and find how it, it will all end up. Over the weekend, the New York Times opinion pages published an article called The Problem Isn't Food Stamps, It's Poverty, explaining how the president in his new budget, which is cutting many, many, many big dollars, out of a lot of big projects, including the SNAP project, which is what funds the food stamps to people, uh, saying that the problem isn't the fact that we're giving too much money away in food stamps. The problem is that there are many people who need food stamps, many people who, who are uh, poor, too poor to feed themselves. The conditions in our economy make it so that food stamps are so readily available because food stamps are so rel- relatively needed in so many areas for so many people's lives. That being the actual issue 
itself. So you can check out that opinion still online at the Times. On the first day of Ramadan, on Saturday, 18 died in an East Afghanistan suicide bomb attack. Uh, it's a very tragic story there. A man with a car filled with explosives drives into a crowd of people, blows it up, and kills 18 people at the beginning of the Muslim holy holiday uh, in, a, in a religion where the people of the, of the religion try their best to say it's a religion of peace, or at least it's not a religion of war. There are too many people who are fighting in the name of the religion and seemingly fighting for no reason other than to make more war, more chaos. This is another sad example of that. Music legend Greg Allman also died over the weekend, dying at the age of 69. Of course, on behalf of the Allman brothers and just a music legend in itself, uh, plenty of tributes going out to him over the weekend as well. We also received word of Hall of Fame pitcher and congressman, former congressman and former senator, did them both, Jim Bunning dying at the age of 85 as well. Michael Vick to sign a one-day contract to retire as Atlanta Falcon. Now, this is something that early this morning didn't quite get dispelled, but Michael Vick intends to sign a one-day contract. That's what he's saying. Uh, this morning we found out that that didn't actually, um, the conversation hadn't actually taken place, but Michael Vick currently without a job in the NFL uh, looking to do the official retirement thing and do the one-day contract so he can go out in his Falcons jersey. That's what he wants to do, not exactly set to do just yet. Rolling Thunder happened yesterday. Rolling Thunder, the uh, yearly celebration uh, to the men who have given their lives in honor for this nation of motorcycle riders riders who go to D.C. and drive across the Washington Mall. Hundreds of thousands of of riders uh, just going back, uh, just driving, driving, driving to show uh, their support and how things need to change and think people need to remember these people and remember what these people these people being those that have lost their lives for us uh fought for died for and stood for rolling thunder is something that's essentially uh colorless uh it's essentially a uh, partyless it's just people who care and know what what we have gone through reminding those on capitol hill with some very loud noises and sometimes in very colorful sights uh, exactly who we are t- thinking about on this day and who we should be focusing on on this day, the actual day today being Memorial Day. Now, this is a quick little story that I picked up that hopefully I, I believe is real because if it's fake, it's the coolest fake story I've seen in a while. Traffickers are using pigeons to smuggle drugs into Kuwait. Carrier pigeons are taken to wherever they are, uh, given little pigeon pack backpacks and then flown back into Kuwaiti prisons where they open them up and they have drugs. Who in the prison is teaching carrier pigeons to fly back and who's making backpacks or pigeons for drugs? I don't know, but I hope this story is real because it's just, just too out there to, 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 to not be real. Meanwhile, President Trump is, Trump is saying that many of the uh, fake news media is just making fabricated lies and using them as leaks. The leaks aren't even real. They're just really made up stuff uh, because the news media makes up fake news all the time. Although the history of the world has had news going through, and some of it has been a bit biased, and some of it has been fake back in the day, President Trump jumping on the bandwagon on things being very, very, very fake since he's been in office, and of course since he's been running for office, and is blaming many of the leaks going through on just being flat-out lies, and unfortunately a lot of them are turning out to be true on the back end. 
A suspect in Mississippi was um, arrested after a shooting left eight people dead on Saturday. Another sad story for the weekend. It's it's a sad we can't go through a regular weekend, let alone a holiday weekend, without some sort of tragedy. First, it was the the guy in Portland on the train, then this guy shooting eight people on uh, a family on on Saturday. A sign of the times that are right now. Many vineyards across the nation are getting rid of grapes, which aren't as popular as they were for wine, and growing marijuana, which is becoming more and more prevalent as a legal drug and, of course, as a cash crop, if you will you know, take that pun in a sense. Grapes not exactly as lucrative as they once were since there's so many vineyards around the nation and so many people have access to the same vineyards around the nation as they did before. The local vineyards or the regional vineyards aren't exactly the, the first go. Some people can go to other places that are more famous or just have some other meaning. So a lot of vineyards are basically chopping up the grapes and rolling out the weed to make up the difference. And some of them are making really big money uh, in some states where a lot of places uh, where it's already legal to sell in those states. And it's just a matter of making things work out. Whether that happens in your state, that's all based on your people. Angela Merkel spoke out against the United States, saying that Germany can no longer rely on the United States under the leadership of Donald Trump. Now, this brings up some ominous kind of key thoughts on it, because the last time Germany was looking to basically roll out of their own, it was essentially around World War II. And, of course, around that time, uh, Russia was looking for becoming a major power as well. So there are various shades that people are bringing up that look an awful lot like the 40s, um, 1940s for you people who were born, you know, like 2000 or so. But uh, there's often things look an awful lot like the war times for World War One and Two, as opposed to the growing peace that we had. Of course, President um, Trump refused to acknowledge the the treaty in NATO, essentially that, that say we'll back up our our NATO our NATO um our NATO allies, and of course backed out of some climate change stuff, and gave lots of love to the Saudi Arabians and just stuff like that. Just a really weird, weird weekend for his first trip overseas. Uh, but Angela Merkel saying Germany can't really rely on the U.S. or maybe even the U.K. for their backing, and they may have to go things alone in many cases. The Indianapolis 500 was ran last night, or yesterday morning, I should say, and Takuma Sato becomes the first Japanese man to win that race. And it happened after a really horrific crash between the pole sitter and uh, another person that, that left both of them carless, because cars are banging up pretty bad, but both of them walked away pretty pr- walked away from it, so that made it okay. But Takuma Sato is the winner of that race. A Swedish film, The Square, wins the Palme d'Or, which is the highest honor at the Cannes Film Festival, a, a dark horse of his own. No one really expected it. It was um, not exactly, it wasn't expected. Let's just put it like that. I don't know much about this film or much about the Cannes Film Festival because I'm not that kind of guy, uh, but that's something that's big-time news that some people really want to get in conversations with. And a lot of people want to talk about uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Johnny the pirate Depp or whatever, uh, as there was a sort of pseudo matchup between the two with two movies opening up for the holiday weekends, Baywatch starring the rock and pirates of the Caribbean five starring Johnny Depp. The Caribbean took out the, the beach, if you will, 
the it was no contest. Pirates of the Caribbean came in a a whopping uh, first place over the weekend, and we should take a record for the four day weekend. Although for the three day weekend, it was a little lower than other Pirates movies, around third of the five so far. Baywatch essentially flopped. No one exactly loved the retelling of it, and a lot of reviews are basically saying that with the redoing of a lot of the old school TV shows and movies, they're basically overdoing the silly in making these things happen, and that's what happened. This movie was a little overdone with the silly and didn't have as much love for the original material as it should have. The first message of the day, because it's going to be a slow day for the holiday, so we apologize for not being all that, that interesting, but Alex Rodriguez in the news, currently a sports analyst for Fox. You may remember him seeing uh, doing the um, World Series uh, broadcast for last season. He signed a deal with ABC News to appear as an on-air contributor for those programs separately. So he'll be a part of Good Morning America, sometimes ABC Nightly News, any type of deal they need for contributors for sports in this, those senses. He wants to really contribute into the world of sports and, inter- and entertainment and education, should say, educating people on the lives of baseball players and the growing lives of the controversies in younger players going into larger steps, essentially uh, making sure that kids playing baseball can go into a world that's a better place for kids going to turn into adults playing baseball than some of the tragic things that happen to some people going in the transition. That was our first message from this morning, that being the 29th. And, of course, we thank all of you folks for listening to us in this great conversation, being a part of all the conversations we had all weekend long, and a lot of great response to the weekend wrap-up podcast, the top 10 plus and conversations for seven days across. And we'll, of course, have another one that starts off with the conversations we had today. So if you want to make sure that your conversation throughout the week gets into the top 10, you've got a lot to get through to make sure it's in there. A lot of big conversations had over the weekend. Make sure you respond to the conversations we have online. So make sure you like them. Make sure you comment on them. Make sure you suggest a few conversations, and we'll throw those in as well to make things keep on rolling. One thing you really have to do is follow us to make sure you're in on the conversations. Twitter, TH underscore conversation. Facebook is This Is A Conversation. And, of course, the main website, thisisaconversation.com. Stop by the website and apply for the conversation survey panel. It's pretty simple. Just put, fill it out and you're in there. And check out our sponsors to help us keep things going here as well. For more information about my other projects and other things going on, check out my main website, which is J, the letter J, Cleveland Like The City, P-A-Y-N-E dot net. And, of course, thanks for being here. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out a podcast. Just as you're going to follow us on social media so you don't miss out on all these different specific conversations. And, of course, join us tomorrow for more conversations on the social media, at the website, and, of course, inside of this here podcast.